0: Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super
1: Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas, brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. Tom, welcome to Texas Home Improvement.
0: Yeah, Jim, I have a question. So, uh, 27 years ago, we moved to a property in Manville, and and, uh, we live on five and a half acres. We built a pool, and the pool guy... The way he designed it, it actually backwashes into the backyard, which is very big, three acres. And uh, one of the large oak trees started dying. Half the trees started dying. And I'm, I'm wondering if you know whether uh, backwashing the pool on, on the trees in the backyard can be harmful to them.
2: Is this a salt pool or, or are you using chlorine? It's a chlorine pool. Shouldn't be. It's, I mean, yeah. you should, unless unless you're just backwashing that thing like every other day, it should not be an issue.
0: Yeah, so we an, I had an arborist come out. and That was the first thing Always shouldn't be backwashing. But, you know, the, the tree, it's only half of the tree that's dying. And then, uh, you know, I just, it doesn't seem like that percentage of chlorine would make a big difference to the pH in the soil to me.
2: No. No, because you, okay. you, you. How often are you backwashing? Once a month or so.
0: Yeah, if that right.
2: Yeah, should should not be doing should not be an issue.
0: Yeah, I think I don't think so. I was going to reroute the backwash and trench out and get it out where it wasn't by the trees, but I think that's a lot of work for nothing. All right, Jim, well, I appreciate your
2: opinion. Well, here's how you can check it. Since you got acreage that way, dig uh-huh. up where where it's pumping out. Just hook a uh, one of those blue discharge hoses on it and run it further away and see if it makes any difference before you put all that work into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I already did that, actually. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, all right. Very good. Thank
2: right,
0: you, well, sir.
2: Thank you, for, th-
0: thank you for your feedback. Have a good
2: day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Again, 713-212-5874. That's 713-212-5874 or 866 937 zero 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 three and you know some sometimes people tell you strange things and and professionals in different fields always look at this perfect environment and i have uh tree guys say all the time oh well roots won't grow up under a foundation because there's no light obviously there's tree roots under foundations i dig them up every day uh, they'll some tree people will say don't do root shields because you'll harm the tree. If the tree is kept trimmed, it's not an issue. Uh, and we're, we're seeing it on the medical field side as well. You know, uh, some people are saying that, uh, you know, we can start opening up parts of the economy again and and start getting people back to work as as long as precautions are being taken. And then we got people on the far side saying, no, we need to stay shut down for 18 months. Well. That's not realistic either. So you got to take all the information and kind of make a, a decision on your own as far as what is going to be right for you. Uh, but a, a tree, no, it, it should be fine when you're only putting water like that on it once in a while. And think about all the rains we've been having that would delete, dilute anything that's being put out there anyways. Now while we're on the news break there, I went and did uh, just a a quick little research on some of the blogs on is backwash killing trees. And here's what I found. I actually found it to be kind of interesting because although there can be an issue with trees if it's done too often and really anything that's done weekly or more often is going to probably cause damage to the trees. If it's done Once in a while, like monthly or something, should not be causing any issues. And the issues are not being caused by the chlorine, typically. It's being caused caused by the DE. That's what you're backwashing for, is to clean the filters, which normally have DE on them. And that is what actually causes more problems than the chlorine, because the chlorine, when it's put in the water, typically dissipates pretty quick. So if you are backwashing into an area where you've got plants uh, or trees and and different things, don't chlorinate and then backwash. Wait till your chlorine levels get low, backwash. And uh, as far as for chlorine, you'll be fine. But the DE has some other issues. Uh, Now, I've used... DE in the past, it's it's great for keeping ants and stuff out of things because of the, the way its shapes are, it uh, cuts into the legs and stuff of the ants and different bugs like that, and so they don't want to cross it. The issue is when it turns to powder, when it gets real dry in some areas, it can blow and that can cause issues with... Uh, Lungs and on plants and stuff like that. And so that's where the DE has caused some of the issues. And but other than that, uh, doing it once a month should not be a huge issue. I have a question that came in from Fred. This is Jim. How can I help you? Jim,
1: thank you so much for taking my call. My pleasure. I, I have a question about Ready Seal that may be out of the park. Okay. Last fall, I had to cut down a pine tree that was leaning too much and could go into the house. Right. We've, we've counted the rings. Looks like it could have been 100 years old. We've lived in our home for 44 years. The tree stump, which is still there, is about two and a half feet diameter. And we left the stump about eight and a half, nine inches off the ground. Okay. I was going to try and seal that. Well, first of all, the the sap kept coming up. So since then, all the sap has stopped coming up. And I've planed it down and sanded it down. And now I have what looks like to be pine raw wood. Okay. I was going to try and seal that. And put a planter box on top of this big stump. I was going to seal it with um, polyurethane, but I know that's uh, uh, light, uh, UV light sensitive.
2: Yeah, the UV would and just tear g- that up.
1: And then I got to thinking, would Ready Seal be something that I could put on that to one, not only make it look continuing to look nice, but to preserve the stump the best I could.
2: Absolutely. In fact, uh, my dad's got some, uh, I say my dad, my parents have some furniture that uh, is cut out of logs like that. And he sanded it down and put the ready seal on it. Looks great. It really soaks in well. But the key thing is it's got to dry out first. Otherwise, it won't soak in good. You can put it on and it, it will help protect it. But you can figure you're going to have to reapply it because as it dries out, it'll actually be able to soak up the material better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ready Seal would do wonders on that.
1: Well, this thing, like I said, is about two and a half foot diameter, mm-hmm. and and uh, when I plane it down with a very like one sixteenth cut each time I do it, I still get some moisture right from the planing. And I don't know how long that will take to dry out, or if I just just should start with the Ready Seal, and then uh, when it needs to be reapplied, I could just reapply it.
2: Yeah, and that's a nice thing about Ready Seal. It's not putting a film on the top, so you can reapply it later and let it soak in again. It, it does. It doesn't stop that from happening because it is an oil-based product that soaks into the wood fibers. So and, and, you and so, said you cut it down how long ago, two months?
1: Oh, no, last, uh, last October.
2: Oh, last October, okay.
1: So, so I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that the pine itself down the root uh, yeah. is probably 50 feet, 60 feet down in the ground someplace. And this stuff is about uh, 25 feet away from my house but it's only about a foot and a half away from my patio. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm trying to preserve it as long as I can. Like I say, we've been in the house 44 years, and we won't be another 44, but maybe another 20, hopefully.
2: Yeah. Well, don't worry about those roots being that deep. Any feeder roots that go out are typically in the top 18 inches. The pine tree will have a tap root that'll go down, but it won't go down that far. Okay it'll probably go down there had been roots measured to go down 15 and 20 feet but that's okay. that's really stretching by the time it gets down there it's it's just little fibers at that point
1: e- even for a tree that i counted the rings to be about 100 rings
2: yep yeah cuz they're they're not going deep deep down into the ground okay so uh
1: from what i've just heard you say The best thing I could do would be the ready seal because there's no other product that will stand up to the sunlight because this is going to get sunlight. Yep. And and I'm going to end up um, putting, I hope, a nice-looking fixture or planter on this stump. And then if I have to treat it every year, I don't care about that because if it stays looking nice and the rains come, because right now, every time the rains come, I cover it up with a plastic tarp so it doesn't get wet on it
2: sure yeah no I'd, I'd go ahead and start putting the ready seal on it now i mean it's been it's been uh you know what seven months already yeah and it's it's gonna continue to dry out don't get me wrong so you will right. like you said probably have to add the ready seal once a year or so but um uh, yeah go ahead and, and start putting it on now when is it that go ahead that stump is still gonna rot over time because yep. the roots yep. in the ground are going to start to deteriorate and it'll come up from underneath but at right. least you'll keep a nice surface on it.
1: And where do I get the ready seal?
2: Oh, you can get it at the uh, box stores like Lowe's and Home Depot, Ace Hardware really? okay. carries it, uh okay. lumberyards carry it. It's it's everywhere.
1: And uh, and I've got still the um uh, the stuff that was around the the raw wood itself, the, the what's it called? the, the bark Okay, I've got I've got bark all the way around that. I can just soak that as well with Ready Seal
2: too, huh? I would I you know I, I would think so. I mean I don't I, it's okay. not going to hurt anything.
1: No, just to keep it intact as long as I possibly can.
2: Yep, absolutely. Wow. Okay, I'm going to do that, sir. All right. Hello, Harvey. Hello, Jim. How can I help You're, you?
0: I want your opinion on painting exterior bricks on a house.
3: Okay? Is that recommended or not? It's, it's something
1: I'm curious about.
2: Well, it it's not that it's recommended or not recommended. If you're going to do it, you got to make sure you do it the right way. Uh there it is problematic, I will say that. Um uh, is what do you have the the soft Mexican brick or what do you have for brick?
0: Yes, soft
1: Mexican 1972 71, yep. something like that, when it was built.
2: Yeah, and, mine's uh, from 73, and it's butt ugly.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so I hear it uh,
0: it cuts down on breathing for the brick to breathe if you paint over it. It won't be able to breathe. It so.
2: does. Now, if you paint it, you want to use a masonry paint. Uh, they make okay. a masonry primer that you put on there first, and then you can paint it with uh, the paint, to, and it'll it'll stay real well. Where you run into trouble, and this is something that only you're gonna know. If you got any place where moisture is uh, coming through the brick on a regular basis, you know, water hits it somewhere and it runs down and then comes out somewhere else. The uh-huh. paint is not gonna stay; it's gonna blister off. Okay, and that's where people run into problems painting the brick itself is not that big a deal and it actually can make a house look pretty nice i'm not a huge fan of painting brick myself or i would have painted mine already but the the bigger issue is as long as you're not getting moisture coming through the brick you should okay. be fine
1: okay yeah because i plan on selling it in a couple of years so i was just wondering i don't oh, know if sure give,
2: give the problem to somebody else that's no i'm teasing you okay thanks for your time you bet take care harvey thank you sir bye bye it it really can dress up a house but like i said you got to make sure that you're not in an area where you're getting moisture behind it because it will blister the paint off Uh, and you got to make sure you use that masonry primer or the paint will peel off because regular primer doesn't hold well to the brick diana how are you today
4: I'm doing fine, my question is about uh using an o ring in a in a toilet my hus my a house that we've had started about a year ago, just doing a little bit of dampness on the grout around the tile around the toilet yep, so my husband fixed it about oh three weeks ago and it immediately was the exact same way someone said that you have to put in two, does that mean we have to start over and you'd have to get that one off and put two more on? How would you do that?
2: Well, normally you only have to put one. And, but if the floor, where you get into having to use two is like if, if you had linoleum flooring and then came in and put tile floor, that raised the toilet up a little bit. And sometimes one ring's not enough. And so in those cases, you sometimes have to put two. They also make now a, a uh, rubberized ring that is much thicker uh, and, and will compensate. It does cost more, but the advantage is when you use a wax ring, when you're putting it on, if you tip the toilet a little bit or turn it or rock it, anything like that, you crush the wax ring and it won't seal properly. Those synthetic ones that are rubberized you can move the toilet up and down, you can move it sideways, you can do whatever. And because it's expansive, it stays sealed and you don't have the issue.
4: We don't have linoleum, so probably that's not the issue. But it, would it be best for him to just take out the one he just put in and put in the rubberized?
2: It's a little more foolproof for, for people who aren't used to putting in uh, wax rings, yes.
4: Okay, thank you for your help.
2: You bet. Take care. Uh and, and again the wax ring is is not a, a real complicated thing. You gotta make sure you clean all the wax off both the bottom of the toilet and from the hole in around the uh pipe in the floor. And you're gonna see that there's a metal ring there that you gotta make sure all, all the wax is cleaned up good because you've gotta set the toilet straight down without tipping it and stuff in order for that wax to squeeze out and seal everything the way it's supposed to. You know, it basically just crushes it down as you're sitting in the toilet. So, it, again, if you lean it or anything, you, you mess up the shape, and then it doesn't seal properly. Dwayne, welcome to Texas Home Improvement.
5: Uh, good afternoon. How you doing? Wonderful. Um, I'm thinking of taking my gutters down. I'm tired of cleaning them. Okay. i got big trees. And, uh, you know, the, I've got extremely good drainage, extremely good. I mean, between, uh, say, from the top of the slab down to the apex of the street, could easily be three feet plus. Okay. So it's it, nothing, nothing stands, no water stands at all, never has stand. I mean, it looks like rivers on both sides of the house when it really rains hard. Is that uh, viable? Can I do that?
2: Absolutely. Far, far okay. far too often we put gutters up just because we think we need to have gutters. But if the water sure. will drain away from the house, yeah. then there's not a reason mm-hmm. to have gutters. Now, you may want gutters over patios and doorways, Correct. things like that, to make it easier getting yeah. in. But in general, uh-huh. gutters are way overused. And I will tell you, I don't have a gutter one on my house. I am
5: so happy you said that.
2: <laughs> I'm getting too old to get on that ladder. Yeah. So.
5: I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. Cause like I said, it, the drainage is fantastic. I don't know, you know, whoever built these, well, the person that built these houses, they really did a good job on that. So yeah, lucky on that.
2: Okay. Well, good. That answers my question. And we're going to head to spring. Hello, Chris. Hey, how are you doing there? Good. I've got a
6: question. We've, we've got a two story house. It was built, uh, in the late nineties <clears throat> or the mid nineties, actually, uh, pardon me there. And, um, my children uh were upstairs one of them was in the shower uh uh, a couple weeks ago and uh i began to see water dripping in my living room (laughs) right below Mm. their bathroom
2: did Um, they feel you needed a shower as well
6: yeah yeah (laughs) it was it was a significant drip it wasn't a stream Um, we had noticed when we moved in there were some water stains on the ceiling in that area Mm-hmm. Uh, and no matter how many times we've killed it, those stains come through. So we've known at some point we're going to have to replace a little bit of the ceiling uh, sheetrock. But um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to to even find this leak, first of all. Uh, there's Is, there's no panel access in the kid's bathroom, but I can cut one, obviously.
2: Well, and that uh, was going to be my to first question. The bike, Is yeah. there a panel access? If not, you, uh, how? since the water was coming through the sheetrock— is a sheetrock mm-hmm. soft now? Where it's going to have to be redone?
6: It's not, uh, but there's enough staining there from you know an, an obvious situation that occurred before we moved in. Uh, we've been in the house five years. Uh, okay. That uh, that we were thinking about replacing a piece of that section of ceiling anyway.
2: I would go through the ceiling then. Okay, and you know, cut cut open a little spot right there because that gives you access to the full P trap under the tub. Now, cutting in through the wall, you you mm-hmm. get an access panel where you can do it, but you'll be able to see better from underneath that way. And more oh. than likely, it's going to be in the waste and overflow.
6: Okay. And yeah, pro- that's, that's what I've heard, actually. Yep. Well, well, that's what I was told to look at by somebody
2: else. Yeah, so it's just going to be a matter of open that up, probably put a new waste and overflow in, and the unfortunate thing is that seven dollar item will fix your problem, and
0: yeah,
2: yeah,
6: <laughs> yeah. It won't be quite seven dollars to get it back nope. to looking like it should.
2: No, <laughs> no. Nope, nope. Well, now,
6: I appreciate your show. Thank you very much.
2: You bet. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I, I was going to say when when you get ready to put that back, uh, most painters can do a pretty good job of matching texture back. And yeah. so it really shouldn't be too big a deal to have it patched and, and repainted. And uh, it doesn't cost all that much to do either. Jim, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Jim, you got a great name. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, see, what you recommended for
3: a dishwasher gasket adhesive. After I do a load, I pull my door open, the top part of my gasket comes
2: out. Is it uh, a fiberglass tub or a metal tub that you've got to hook it to? It's-
3: well, it's a uh, sealing sealing around the dish, uh, the gasket. Right. It's a it's a metal it's a metal groove. It fits into, and I think mm-hmm. the old adhesive gives out.
2: Yep. You know they make regular adhesives for that, but uh, going into an, an appliance store to find it, you know, right now could be, probably be tough. Right. Go down to your uh, local automotive store. Get some gasket adhesive. Uh, they no, they actually make a uh, emblem adhesive. That you can oh, okay. use for and they got it for weather stripping on the doors and all that stuff as well. Bingo, yeah. That and, that, about now. and that'll do it. All
3: right. It won't the, the the hot water or the heat steam won't bother it?
2: Nah. It it uh-huh. handles our Texas heat beating on the car, it'll handle that dishwasher.
3: Well I handle that. I, I believe that. Thanks so much for the help.
2: <laughs> you bet. Take care.
3: Right, take, you too. Bye
2: now. You know, the amazing thing is there's a lot of different products like that that they use for different things. They get relabeled as different and it's it's the same stuff. Now, and I'm not saying this is that case, but there are a lot of products that get different labels put on them to do different things, even though that's not what they were originally designed for. But they find that it works for different stuff.
1: Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people
2: find us. Robert, welcome to... Texas Home Improvement.
3: Yes, I appreciate you taking my call. I had a question. I've heard you discussing the radiant barrier before. Yeah. And I was just wondering if you felt like that was a better way to do some additional insulation at your house or if you would think about doing the foam, spraying the foam up at the like on the decking or whatever, and then mm. just going ahead and covering up your soffit fence?
2: No, I would definitely look at radiant barrier instead. Okay. Uh, one, the the money difference is night and day. Uh, two, the energy savings, you're not going to save enough energy by doing the foam that way to offset the cost anytime soon. When you put a radiant barrier in, uh, like the energy cue that you hear me talk about on the attic floor, you're going to recoup everything you put into it in a matter of months, not years. Uh, It it really does wonderful. And I'll use my own house as an example. It's 3,000 square feet. I got about a quarter of it that has no insulation at all. Just the radiant barrier on the attic floor. The rest of it has three or four inches. And I run an electric bill of about $200 peak.
3: Okay. And where's the best place to to try to get this barrier, sir?
2: Uh, call Energy Q radiant barrier at one eight hundred nine hundred sixty two twenty. 900 6220 and you can talk with Mark over there, and he'll get he'll get you fixed up.
3: All right. Um, I had a question. I've got a Mueller metal roof on my house, and it's yeah. probably 30, 35 years old. Anyway, it's you know it would just look better if it was painted. If you get up there and kind of rub your hand on it,
0: it's
3: I don't know if it you would call it oxidized. I mean, it hasn't yeah. rusted anything, but The paint's changed anyway. I was just wondering what your recommendation was as far as if I needed to prime it or put anything on it or what kind of paint to use or whatever.
4: Well,
2: uh, you would want to use a regular metal paint on that because it's going to be exposed to to, uh, harsh weather up there. And, uh, you know, you actually could paint it with an automotive paint even if you wanted to, but... That would be a lot of work. Definitely, you're going to have to clean that roof first, though. That oxidized paint, uh, because it will rub off that way. If it rubs off, if you've put new paint on top of it, it can start peeling because that, that uh, area that's soft and rubs off will break loose with the paint on top of it. Okay. And so they make regular cleaners, though, that to to put on there to to do that.
3: Okay. Do you have anybody you'd recommend as far as to get the cleaner and, and the metal paint?
2: Uh, I don't, but I'll bet you if you call Mueller, they probably have people who deal with their roofs to do that. Okay. All right. I certainly do appreciate all your help. Thank you, Robert. Vicky, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you?
4: Well, thank you. Um, We have bought a home built in 1995. Windows are in really, really bad shape, metal um, frames, and we're looking to replace. And my question is, what do I want to look for in a a, a replacement window that would make it energy efficient?
2: Well, pretty much all replacement windows are governed by the... Energy codes now, as far as energy okay. efficiency, so the glass yes. pack is is somewhat uniform now. Some manufacturers will put it, uh, uh, the glass pack a little wider apart than others, and okay. the more distance between the glass pieces, the more energy efficient it's going to be. The okay. framework of the glass of the uh, window, you know, whether you decide to go with vinyl or fiberglass or wood whatever material you decide to go with uh don't let somebody try to tell you that oh this framework is so much stronger than everything else because it don't matter the efficiency is in the glass pack itself the strength Ah. is in the two by four studs in the wall not the window and so Ah. the vinyl does just fine it's going to be your least expensive way to go in fact that's what i put in my house Uh, But, you know, sometimes people want the look that they get with a fiberglass window or a wood window. Just be prepared. You're gonna typically spend two to four times as much as you would on a vinyl window. Okay. What about color? White is the cheapest, to... but okay. the tan, you know, is on on most of them is just a little bit of an upcharge.
4: Okay. We were looking at black had been told that there was no no additional cost, but I need to clarify that because I've since been told that's got to be wrong information.
2: That's got to be wrong information. Okay. They, they, okay. They, did you tell them that before they priced it? Yep. Yeah, and so yep. what they we did is just they, they just went ahead and put the black <clears throat> pricing into it, and that uh-huh. way they, they don't have to upcharge it later.
4: Okay. Okay. Alright, well that helps a whole lot. What about the argon? Is that is that a plus? I've, I've heard pros and cons either way.
2: Almost all of them have argon in them now. And, okay. and you do want it because that helps with the insulating properties to make it more energy efficient. And you know when we were talking about the uh, replacement windows, one other thing to look at, not all vinyl windows are the same either. You want to look at how the corners are put together, you know, welded and or uh, riveted and and things like that. I personally prefer the welded corners. So you'll want to take a look at that also.
1: You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.